Hello, world, and welcome to another episode of the Devs Like Us podcast show. Today, we're going to be discussing developer automation. So when you think about developer automation and when we think about development, let's think about the full stack developer. You got the front end, you got the back end, and now you even have the IT portion of the stuff that the uh, single developers are managing. So how do we become more productive when we're having more tasks? So we're going to talk about developer automation today. How's everyone doing? Hey, hey, hey. It's hey. going good. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm Any... excited. Pretty good. Pretty good. That's me. Exactly. That's my middle name. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Clarence. If that's you, start off. Start us off with, yeah. first of all, not before we get into the topic, what's been going on with life? How's everything going with you? Life has been... Any significant events? Yeah. Uh, none, none so far. I, the, the biggest one that's still on uh, 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 in progress is finishing this desk that I started uh, at the beginning of the, the year. Um, the pollen has hit, so I haven't had a chance to do any staining because I don't want any pollen in my stain. Um, so, uh, but yeah, other than that, just spend, I feel like I've been busy. I spend, I have been doing a ton of automation. So, um, I'm pretty excited about today's topic. All right. All right. All right. JB, how about you? We've been, the people on your, uh, on your, uh, in your Twitter and your IGs are, are seeing all the, the nice pictures you've been taking lately. How, how you've been doing? I've been good. Um, yeah, I've just been trying to get back outside, you know, now that we got this real nice weather outside and things like that. Um, trying to get a little more development, um, starting a, um, well, joining a machine learning study group. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Um, also bought a, a new book yesterday about um, AI and what that looks like, how it will look and things like that. So um I'm really interested to um, learn more about that. Um, but other than that, yeah, everything's been good. Um, also, done a few talks. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. Just, just regular JP's stuff. going global this year. I feel it. Exactly. It's going to be a household name. I feel, it. <laughs> I, feel it. I feel it as well. I feel it as well. How, how's everything right. going on your auntie, man? It's been busy. I'm, But I'm pushing through you know um what's going on what's going on just work school work school family family work school you know yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah just keeping things simple we're not exactly all in like back to normal but we've kind of been doing some outdoor things with the kids and stuff so that's been fun so it's been fun automation Let's let's go around first with experience. Like, what's your experience been with automation? I guess just at a high level before we dive into you know the good and the bad and all all of that. Uh, JB, you want to start off? Like, yeah, I want to go first. <laughs> what's what's your yeah? What's your overall experience with um, automating all the things or some of the um, things? That has been like my main thing as a developer since the beginning of my development career. Um, I've been like developing the process of like bringing up new servers on, you know, AWS or automating, um, 
different tools where it's like we've put all these tools and they should work together, but it's a manual process of going through and things like that. And let's automate that entire process. You tell me this one thing and everything else just goes. Um, and, you know, a couple makes, um, things like that. Um, yeah, that's, that's essentially been my, um, my thing thus far. Uh, my story is similar to JB's, although like I did start out doing more system administration stuff, but my first um, dev experience, it has actually just been my whole career since then. It's been just automating everything uh, from the start of working with a finance team um, and basically automating uh, their processes that they used in uh, uh Oh, I can't even think of what it is now. Um, Microsoft uh, Access. So basically uh, um, uh, uh, doing that in an automated way, a little bit more um, uh, 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 safer because once the audit, once access was done, they wanted something that was a little bit more central so that they had some backup and so forth like that. Um, and then moving on from there to working with the storage team and automating how people um, ask for more storage or how, you know, uh, basically like reports it reported and all that stuff. And like now I'm doing all automation for a security team and trying to help them out with a little bit of uh, integration with uh, different tools and such. So, uh, I've been I've been automating for the last what five or so years, and uh, each experience has definitely been uh, one that builds on from the previous and learning a little bit more of a deeper dive, um, and just it has definitely opened up the doors to seeing how other people are automating, um, and also how some people have like taken their with their quote unquote knack and, you know, made a business of it. And now, you know, from being a small town, small time uh, tool for one company or one place, you know, they've kind of developed something that could be, you know, across the board for a lot of different companies that are using or doing the similar things. Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, so for me, it started off, just at my first developer, my first developer position was within the testing space. And so that was really my first form of like automation. I, I remember seeing Selenium. I'm like, wow, like this is such a powerful, powerful framework and tool. And then um, I grew on as I was able to get to more and more like um, more uh, system wide roles. It was it grew with being able to, you know, automate deployments uh, for the cloud or deploying cloud systems with, uh, of course, Ansible. I know I'm bringing it up again. Um, so with with that as well, and so just being, a, and then it just grew from being a developer, like having when you when you're having those manual tasks, being able to just really build on, uh, you know, making those tasks that you do um, on a daily basis, finding a way to to uh, put that in code and and to put it in some type of framework. Um, to be able to automate and also I remember like one of the coolest things just starting off as a developer just being able to start using like cron jobs and then after that seeing these full-fledged uh, frameworks that really much pretty much do the same thing uh, uh, for you so it's, it's very valuable and I've had good experiences with it something that I didn't do in school starting out but you know after you kind of get the basics of development down you start looking at okay how can you increase your productivity uh developers have a, have a lot of things on their plate and so when you look especially from like looking at a full stack developer 
It used to be front end and back end, and now people are saying front end, back end, and then the IT cloud processes that go along with that, you know. So it's been a great experience, and it's something that you don't want to put too much on your plate at once from a learning perspective, but it's something that's definitely on your learning path, and, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to really uh, bring back a lot of great benefits when you, when you do uh, add it to your plate to learn. All right. So we want to start with the good or we want to start with the bad? Let's start with the bad because I feel like there's way more good than there is bad. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's true. I, I agree. And it kind of ended on a, a higher note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. We, we want bad. people to automate. <laughs> yeah. um, All right. I'll let, yeah. So JB, you want to start? or? Sure. Uh, for me, the the major bad that I see is... Um, you know, people sometimes get too wrapped up in automation that they want to over-automate things, which mm. can, you know, take out the engagement of the users that you're that you're automating for. Um, as far as you may have people that are just like, it's just not fun anymore because now everything's so simple. It's just like, oh, I just go in and I click this text box, this text box, and this text box, and that's it. And if that's your whole product, is like, well, I don't really feel excited to use it anymore. Um, but as far as on the developer side, um, we're looking at, if it's just a dev tool, then it's just look, us looking at how can we make it easier for them. So for a developer, it might be fine. But for if you're making for the outward-facing user, then you know you can kind of disengage those users. I think I have two bads, and one of my bads is just kind of what JB just said as far as, you know, the thought of over-automating. I have seen that some in some cases where there are a lot of things that you just can't automate. And I'm not going to – I guess I shouldn't say you can't automate, but the uh, time, the funds, you know, the efforts, it might not equal up to just having somebody manually do it. Um, I do feel like that there are some things that you could probably take it in chunks and, you know, maybe help out a little bit. But uh, there's there's a case where, you know, some in some some uh, roles or some companies where I think that they're just like automate everything. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, let's slow down. Let's let's see what we really need to automate first and then, you know, kind of build on from there. Um, so that's probably one of my bads. The second bad that I have, um, and I guess I've seen this more so in my experiences over the years, is that automation is so good that it's also bad in that it replaces some people uh, in some roles um, in that, in you know, some cases. Uh, so, I mean, good for the company, but bad for you know the IT professional who who's you know either built their experience off of one thing or something like that, you know. Um, so. And they're not to fully replace, but some some in some cases, you know, when you're automating some tools, if that's somebody's daily task, you know, you kind of see basically a transition of they're there to help you, they're there to kind of see it through, and then once you build it to a point where you don't need that interaction anymore, now you know that's putting somebody in a, in a compromised position to, you know, whether it be to grow, do something different, but at the same time, you know, kind of just. Uh, uh, um, uh, remove their their quote unquote role. I like it. I like it. Yeah, for me, when it comes to the bad for automation, I really think it's more so bad practices more so than 
the act of doing the automation itself. Like some things, you know, that you're going to automate, but it's only as good as, as the person who, who makes it. And so there are a lot of edge cases or use cases where it just wasn't thought about within the automation piece. And so you still need that overall monitoring. And so what I, so for me, there's really not bad as far as like the automation piece, but it's really just more so of making sure that you're doing it properly and that it's not the end all be all of, of, of oh, this is this, this automates this now and it works the times we've tested it. So it's good forever <laughs> or it's not because everything, there's so many different changing variables to pieces. So a lot of times these things break and they need to be adjusted. And maybe the person who automated that piece is gone. So we need the person, the new person needs to come on and, and make sure that is uh, able to be updated. And so, so that it can um, be uh, functioning um, at a high quality as well. So anything else with the bad well, overall that, or anything that we picked off of from what others have said in that, in that uh, section? I think what you said was very important um, in the fact of, uh, I think, and I, I don't know, it might be a segue, you know, I love segues uh, to the good part, but you know, one of the bad thing, I guess one of the bad good things of automation to kind of put it in the middle is that it does expose bad processes um, in a lot of cases cases where people have been doing things for so long and you know they've padded it for for so long that it's just like when you need to automate it it's like i don't even know where to start you know because you know this is maybe not the best business practice maybe this is something that has been you know bubblegum paperclip patch for so long that now you you can't even code around it yeah did you just say bubblegums and paperclips yeah man you know <laughs> That's how you get things He's to work. Doing that elementary school build. I'm from the country. You improvise. So if you got bubble gum and paper clips, you can do anything. Bubble gums and paper clips. A part of me wants to make that the title of this whole episode. <laughs> bubble gums and paper clips. We should just make a bubble gum and paper clips with a question mark behind <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I like that. I like that. And then another piece that you picked on, Clarence, uh, from what uh, both of you and AB uh, stated was for me was, you know, one of the bad things being moving people, uh, I guess, taking jobs from others. And we've talked about this with some other topics as well. But I do believe that it's able to take us out of the the boring things that we do every day and allow <laughs> us and it allows us to really focus on what is like really why we were hired to do to like be like to create the next thing or, or, or to focus on that feature um, and to focus on like other things that, you know, the, the automation doesn't doesn't do for us. So I do believe that those who have an understanding holistically of like how everything operates uh, uh, from a, um, from a holistic standpoint should be fine. Like we should they should still be able to uh, be employed. There's so many other technical problems that we have to solve. We don't want to do the same things that we have to do like every day in the morning. Like we want to have a lot of things automated. And another thing is just um, like you were saying, it if you have a holistic view, it gives those people who've been automated out of a job to have a chance to pivot to something, learn more, because this is a forever growing field. And so if you're just doing the same thing for 20 years, like are you really growing at that point so if you take that chance to turn that bad into something good then it gives you a new perspective a new view um of 
the development process and how that looks for other people. So, And one thing I mentioned was things are changing all the time. So automation, like, so the automation, sometimes things that we've automated these updates, when people are bringing, whenever we're adding or changing any state within the whole like system, something else, like it's going to be a trade-off for something, something else. We're, we introduce bugs all the time mm -hmm. <laughs> into these systems. And so things are going to break and we're, and we're going to have to have a good picture of where everything stands so we can fix it. And so I think there are always, there will, we're a long ways from like people not have jobs for, for uh, yeah. within, like within this space, in my, in my opinion. The good. Clarence, you want to start off this yeah, time? Yeah, let me grab the my good. scroll. I, I think uh, JB mentions a lot of good. But, uh, you know, yeah. I think, like, with the good, uh, you know, um, the biggest one is, you know, uh, transforming that tedious task into something that is just painless, effortless. Like, I mean, I know I get satisfaction every time, you know, I complete an automation t uh, task or project and, like, you know, seeing the value that the user gets um it just you know it makes me it reminds me of you know why i do what i do and you know why i try to do my best at it um and i think that like you know with automation i mean the sky's the limit you know if you can if 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 you have a process that you can uh sort of you know kind of put on a back burner and make it easier for everyone i mean automation is just it's it's a blessing I'd just leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. How about you, JB? Um, when it comes to the goods, let me see. I love the goods. There's <laughs> <laughs> not just a good. It's the goods. Um, I mean, like Clarence was saying, like it cuts down on those tedious tasks because there's a lot of things that you know, um, like when you come onto a new job and you're like, okay, like how does this process work? And people are teaching you and things like that. And you're like, wait, we got to do this every single time. And, you know, it's one of those things where sometimes you can quickly knock out those tasks and automate them. And it's like, Hey, now we don't have to worry about it. We just, you know, type in this command or hit this button and it just goes. Um, so makes your life easier. Um, boost morale because you're not worried about all those little small things let's get to the things i really care about um let me see what else uh there's some people who don't like testing if testing is already like that testing process is already made and built let's just go ahead and let me do what i gotta do send it over and it's done um and then the process of building out your tools um like you've done it once, but now that you have this automation tool, it can go through the process and do that for you on a repetitive basis. So, yeah. I think you all basically made all the, the, the good points. And, but I guess from my angle, one of the good things is like, you know how people say, uh, you know, writing code and all that, it can, it's like an art form almost to a point where mm -hmm. If you're looking like to have fun, automating things for me is extremely satisfying. Mm -hmm. It's like the hole in one. It's like the 
the the and one. Yeah. It's the yeah. it's like any whatever like what's it the trifecta? What's the I don't know what it whatever uh great <laughs> accomplishment. <laughs> for some reason when you see like when you automate something or when like you set a threshold for something and then the system reaches that threshold and then it triggers something that you've automated it's so cool like literally i was gone i was away but something that i put in place was was triggered and and it it did on its own without me without me doing it uh, like uh, at the time that it happened Mm -hmm. it's very so it's very rewarding if you've never like automated anything i would just say try it out because it's it's really fun yeah (laughs) it is it is like a fun thing to do and i can't even explain why you get that feeling of like wow it like it's working and it's doing it and i didn't like click anything it 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 did it on its own i think that's kind of um it kind of goes into us being developers in general like the reason we do this job is um to go through the mud and you know go through that rough patch of trying to figure out how to make something work. And then you see that end product. And it's like, you know, it's that whole proud, proud parent moment of I did that, that that's mm-hmm. me um, mm-hmm. type of thing. And, um, and you're just seeing like, Hey, you know, I was struggling trying to figure out how to make this piece connect to this piece and, you know, make all these things work in this sequential order. And, uh, or if you're doing asynchronous that I just wanted to make all these things work and they did and this is what it looks like on the other end. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think to add on what you said, now this is a non-technical explanation of what, you, what you're trying to explain, but I think this is how you really draw people into what the That's greatest part of, of automation is, right? So just imagine, right? We have all these different platforms now that deliver food to your home. Just think about that. Think about how automated that is, right? You don't have to get you don't have to get dressed. You don't have to get out, get in your car in any of the elements of the rain or whatever snow, wherever you live at. And like you go to an app to order food. Somebody from, say, DoorDash comes, drops your food off. How satisfying is that knowing that your food is there? You didn't have no effort to put in for it. Right. Like that is the that's the joy in in in, in automation in, in in general, really. Are you speaking to me or the deaf like us community? The community. Because everyone knows I love food. It's, it's definitely, you, 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 definitely. I'm so. Well, it was I was talking point. to the community, but, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, as you were talking, it just reminded me of, like, all. I mean, pretty much, like, if people have no way of relating to automation from a dev standpoint, it's just a matter of, like, think of your everyday life and things that, you know, you've traded off for somebody else to do it or, you know, like, you've delegated to some other platform whatever the case may be like that is the joy that we get when we automate things that just mm-hmm. i like it i like it i'm with it I'm trying to think of other symbolisms we can use mm. this is waking up to breakfast <laughs> in bed and like you was hungry and no one knew and it just it was like... <laughs> hot you dog <laughs> This is driving in the Tesla. Oh gosh. And your hand slipped. And then the car just corrected itself. <laughs> and saved your life. <laughs> what else? Anyone else got anyone? I mean, this is like looking outside your window and seeing that your grass needs cut and that man comes and cuts your grass the next day. Hot you Oh <laughs> That's the best part. That's good. That was That's it. Good. Okay, we we mm. definitely know that we're adults now because we're excited about getting our grass cut. Like, 
What else is <laughs> Can't think of any right now. <laughs> in the comments, compare the feeling of automation yes, to, to something in life. Force. Yes. That's good. <laughs> All right. I love it. Let's I stay on track. Tweet about this. We're already off track, but let's get back on track. All right. Uh, applications. What type of applications can we use to help with automation? So there's a lot of things from... Uh, automating software, um, automating tests, automating IT processes, uh, and, and and cloud functions, of course. But um, any any favorite applications you all use for certain uh, types of automation? JB, um, my current favorite is um, just Docker files. Mm. Uh, you figure out how to build that um, that Docker image once, and you're good. Uh, after that, it's just Hey, just run this. Get me my, you know, get me my new image um, or my new container, um, and you're just going from there. Uh, that's that's my favorite for the moment right now. Um, I need to learn. Just build files. It's fun. I've heard I've heard so many people talk about it. I've looked at it, and every time I look into it, it just seems like magic. I just don't understand. And then when I talk to folks, they're just like, "It's not that complex." <laughs> it's not. Clarence, yeah, you're it's a not. programmer. <laughs> the same way people who aren't programmers are like, "Work your magic, do do whatever it is that you do, so you know get this done." <laughs> Doctor files are the same way. It's just a list of commands, and it just goes. You know what happened? <laughs> When I see Docker, so I think about like, and I, I'm sorry to keep getting off topic, but it keeps making me think of cool, funny things. But it reminds me of like Harry Potter when he sees them run into that into that brick wall. Well, that's me running to, to Docker, but I don't go through. I hit the wall every single time. <laughs> Hold on, I, I missed what he said. It went out over here. What did he, he say? Said- <laughs> He said it makes him think of Harry Potter, and you know when they had that brick wall and everybody was going through the brick wall to get to the other well, side. Him with, well, him with Docker is he's just hitting the brick wall. <laughs> oh, <laughs> everyone else is just going through. <laughs> yeah. I keep running, okay. breaking my glasses every single time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, basically so, for the uh, older folks, uh, Casper. Yeah, where yeah. the dad tried to go through the wall. With the uncles, yeah, 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 yeah. It's on my list, though. I'll get it. I'll learn it. It's literally a couple, uh, just an hour to get the the the, the basics. Yeah, the basics. Just quick. And then it's really more so, yeah, more so of the orchestration after that that might get a little bit more complex. But just creating a mm-hmm. Docker file itself is, is maybe even thirty Simple. minutes. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. More so getting your order of operations but, right. Ah. Yeah, but for uh, so Clarence, did you have any other tools or anything? No, uh, I'm more of like the general. So I know I was looking at the list that JB had up there earlier, and I laughed because you know she was like so passionate about all of it, and I was just like, man, I don't use any of those things. I'm just like a general (laughs) automator, you know. You give me some Python. And, you know, I could just find some APIs to do stuff. But, like, you know, maybe I'm not making my life easier. I need to be, I need to automate the automation, you know? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. But, like like we said, there's levels yeah. to this. So, yeah. you could just be automating, like, um, functions and, and creating, like, small, small internal developer tools that kind of automate some of those things. So, there's definitely levels to that's it. True. Uh, for me, yeah, for me, I love Selenium. I love... Uh, 
I love what Circle CI. I love uh, GitHub yeah. uh, Actions, uh, Cron Jobs for the like just for like the basics. To me, that was when I found that when I like when I found that like that Linux like it had that capability. I just was so blown. Like that's when it started for me. <laughs> so that still has like a place in my heart. And uh, but yeah, there's so like, many. I can just do this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just like so. Start to really unwrap like the operating system and how things work, even though we, we like you take the class and stuff in school, but it was just like that's really how I was like, wow, this is like very very powerful. Um, but yeah, so any other are any others that we missed? I think we hit a lot of. Um, one I do want to mention is Kubernetes because even if you're you know automating your Docker um, image creation. Uh, Kubernetes helps you just do your container automation. So, like, mm. you have one of your containers go down, don't even worry about it. Kubernetes got you. It's, it's going to yeah. boot that new container back up, and, you know, your processes can just continue to go. Um, so, yeah, that's that's definitely a really big one. Um, and if you if you used any of your sites on Black Friday and they were still up, most likely you can think... Kubernetes or K8s for that because yes. they, they, yeah, as JB stated, they, they are managing all your compute resources. So all the old school, how many servers do we need is, is, it's not, it's not a big factor anymore. You know, not at all. That AWS plus Kubernetes got you covered. Um, and, um, one tool that I haven't had the chance to look into, um, very much, but I've been hearing a lot about is Apple tools. Um, you know, visual testing and monitoring, all those things. Um, I'm interested to see how it works and things like that. Um, but yeah, I've been hearing a lot of good things about that. Nice, nice. And that's for testing, JB? Yeah. So okay. like testing your frameworks and stuff like that. Oh, sweet. Awesome. Awesome. Well, that's good. That's all I had today. You all, any other closing remarks you all had? Any any take-homes for the audience that you all want? Make sure you get out before get we end automating. this great episode. Yeah, yeah. Get automate your life. Make yes. life easy. Yes. There's things you do at home that you're just like, oh, I'm tired of doing this. Automate it. You're a developer. Go ahead through the process because, number one, it's continuous learning. Two, you're putting into practice the things that you already know so that mm-hmm. you can stay fresh. Automated. That's it. That was well said. I think we should just drop a mic on that one. Okay, Clarence has spoken. <laughs> all right, you all. Definitely. All right, you all. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Devs Like Us. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You've enjoyed the episode. If you have not checked out our last episode before this one, check out check out the Hector interview. Hector provided some great uh, gems on uh, low code, um, no code, and then just his developer experience and how he's been his journey to becoming a, a software engineer. So check that out episode out as well. Um, if you haven't, make sure to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Also, if you're one of our podcast li- listeners, go ahead and leave us, you know, a, a great comment and five stars. That always helps the channel, helps get uh, gets the word out and grow the community. So that's an easy way to, to contribute. Um, my name is Terrence. I'm Clarence. JB. All right. Until next time, you all have a good one. Thank <laughs> you.